This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. <laughs> One, two, two, three. Yes. yes. <laughs> I would have said that the first time anyway. We just had to start this podcast over because we were playing our game, which is that every day we just say one, two, three, and then one of us gives the answer, that first answer that comes to mind for whether or not we should have a second baby. And we had to start over because I was like, one, two, three, and you've never missed a beat, but this time you were like, Oh, I'm a little out of it today. I'm moving very slow. Heard. Well, yeah. I said no on the first recording. And then this time I said, yes, I am so tired. I go back and forth every day. And that's very much like me. But you said that you do that, too. I've done that on this decision. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. But every day, not just like from day to day, multiple times a day. I was dreaming about it last night. It feels like maybe we're coming to the end of this decision, like really about to make the decision. I feel decision. that. Uh-huh. What is going to get us there? Patience, time. Okay. So you're telling me that if we just keep sitting with this, is there any footwork that we're supposed to do? I've, I, I said this before. Clarity. I really feel clarity will come when the decision is made. But how do you get to that decision? You just have to trust. And once you make it, be bold in that. So if we had to make the decision today based on what just happened, I said no, then I said yes, you said yes. What would we do? We'd I, do I it? love you. You're really wanting some sort of certainty. <laughs> You're like, so if it had to be made today, what would it be? Well, what would it be? I think it would probably be yes. Okay. I think if you asked us a week ago, it probably would have been no. What is the point of our game? Just to just to have a point of check-in mm-hmm. on where we're at and keep it present, but in a way that connects it to, you know, an actual answer, not just talking in circles about it, because there's not much more talking that we can do. We know where each other is at. We know the kind of the pros, the, the very generic pros, cons list. Um, we know all of the factors. I mean, we've had hours of conversation about this. And so a way to just touch point on it is just to say one, two, three, yes or no. And then not process. Right. <clears throat> Every, like once a week, we end up talking through it. We pulled those three cards, the magnetism card, which was just basically the pull of both. You know, do you want to tell people what you mean when you say we pulled those three cards? <laughs> you know, we have Oracle deck. And what's an Oracle deck? Well, it's not tarot, but it is just a deck of cards themed. So a friend gave me ones about mermaids. We have one about creativity. We have one about animals and plants. And you pull a card, just kind of close your eyes and just stop at the card that feels right. Sometimes you ask yourself a question first. And then the card has a meaning. The creator of the card has written a meaning behind it. And some are obvious, like lion, confidence, eagle, soaring from high heights, you know, looking at, looking at, having You sound like those old school posters in the 90s that are like confidence with the big roaring lion on it. When we had, uh, well, first of all, those are still up at my doctor's office. And then when we (laughs) had that, um, I don't even remember what it's called. Perseverance. When we had the thing 
where they put the dye through my fallopian tubes to see if there's any blockage. There were some on the on the ceiling. And were there crosses on the ceiling or I not? I feel like that was like like corporate way of, you know, somebody within one of those companies was like, oh, I really love Oracle decks. How can we make these like marketable and for the masses? That's yeah, fine. let's That's make fine. posters that we sell at Scholastic Book Fairs. I love it. It gives you something to look at, something to distract you and read, something to... Provides your, direction, you know. Does. Yeah, yeah. Intention like, and it's direction. It's like how Halls has, you can do this. You're getting better every day. I, I so appreciate that. Positive because, reinforcement, let me tell you what. they're going to work themselves out of a job. Yeah, but then, you know, you're you're going to get a cough again. Like, they're not... They're not working themselves out of germs and disease. They're just working, you know, buying loyalty, customer loyalty. Well, I do agree with that. But also the, the, you know, the more, I mean, Deepak Chopra talks a lot about, you know, at a minimum, you can talk to yourself positively. And that from, you know, from many research, like Dr. Emoto's water study, et cetera, and we're 70% water. So that there is actual, re- actual research that if you talk to something positively, then you, it will act in a way that is towards the positive. Now, I am very clear that I do not think that you can heal yourself with positive thoughts. Many people do. I don't think, I don't think that's fair there are such disparities about medical access and education about medical issues. And some people can talk all day positively and still lose a child to leukemia. Like, let's be clear that you cannot do that and win every time. I do believe that in the same way that when we talk to our kids with positive reinforcement, and you have taught me a lot about that, that it does, it, it bolsters that person's confidence. And I think that that is happening at a it, cellular it, it level, makes, not it, just it makes at a brain a difference. level. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. At the very least, it gives you strength to keep trying. Right, right. I saw a cool um, uh, little experiment where somebody had two silver-weighted balls, and they had them at the top of this ramp. And one of the ramps was just a, a steady slope downwards. And another one of the ramps was like a sharp down, then an up, a sharp down, then an up, but also going down at essentially the same angle. But it had these peaks and valleys all through it. And the peaks and valleys one pulled the stopper off at the same time. And the peaks and valleys one got to the bottom the quickest. And it was just this exercise in you're going to have these ups and downs in life taking those risks gives more momentum than just steady as she goes, constant, no risk, very playing it safe mentality. So in some ways, not having a second baby feels riskier because you're you're letting go of something that is right there in front of you as a possibility. And you and I both believe that there is a true chance that this second transfer, the second time we try this one, it will work. Yet the risks are leaving something on the table that could have been only having one kid and hoping that, you know, our relationship stands up, that like with the kid, that we have closeness, that they survive all of these like more practical things. Like you talked about scarcity things that were getting in the way, how other people might feel, the expectations, the commitments that people have made to us about the second baby. So in some ways that feels riskier. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying in terms of riskier, but I see not having the second baby as the much more safer option. Because all of those things that 
in my opinion, our relationship with Neo, the safety of Neo, all of those things are still in existence, whether we have one or two kids. Yeah, but like it's a, we've talked about this. It's insurance. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's I, I don't think at the end of the day you can. I mean, I think logically you could think about it like that. But at the end of the day, I don't think you could like that's not going to matter. Telling you're, you. Yeah, I guess I'm just saying like I think the the riskier option is to have a second kid, especially in the short term. I think what we're also playing with here is time frames you know so in the short term it is riskier it is more pressure it is more financial strain it is more stress on our lives it is of course more joy in our lives you know there's a lot of factors to consider which are easier to consider because they're right in front of you but the long-term benefit of that is harder to visualize because it's not right in front of us that's where it begins to shift a lot. Again, this is not saying that, like, of course, if we have a second kid and they're born, we won't love it immediately and love that. But we also both know that the challenges and the difficulties of, of raising an, an infant, a baby, a toddler, a yada, 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 with now the added addition of having that being number two. Of course, people have like five, six, seven, eight, whatever. We're trying to make this decision based on like these projections about risk. And also, we're making this based on like, different time frames in terms of what we want. Thanks for saying that. I have a girlfriend who reached out to me and she and I have been talking about this and she said, you know, we I've said this a bunch and she said this as well, which was every day we're making a life-changing decision. We have to make a life-changing decision. She's like, they're decisions that the universe should be in charge of. And the idea of playing God, right? That is one thing about engaging in this level of science is that there is still so much divinity in it. There are still so many unknowns. You cannot force it to happen, but there's a lot of work that you can effort that you can put into making it happen. It is something that not not a lot of people have to go through. And I just (laughs) just took my pants off because they're too tight. It feels like my legs just expanded three inches around. They're like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Um, The you know, the mental tax on that. You know, we're sitting here trying to say, like, what if they don't have a good relationship? What if one of them, what if we just do one and it's not a good, what if we can't afford blah, blah, blah. I mean, honestly, one of the biggest driving factors is not having to go through infant stage again and then being able to send our kid to that school we want to send him to. That's what I mean by short term, you know, like, because those things are visible and right in front of us. Like, we can imagine that out. But we like to envision ourselves as like people who are growing. Our businesses are growing. We're ma- and we do, but like we're average people. We're not, and we, you know, we have this sort of exceptional life map in front of us, and we believe in all of the things that we want to do. And from day to day, we're very average. Hmm. And I think if we only had one kid, I don't know. I feel like we could live into the exceptional. I think looking at it back to the like risk taking, which is where I see having a second kid, that statement right there is why I think having the second kid is the bigger risk because it's like it's diving into the unknown. It's saying there's more certainty in having just sticking with Neo. We know what it's do you like. Have, we... Do you have any examples of, and I know I'm interrupting you. You're fine. I'm doing mental push ups. What was it? Mental planks? 
Yeah. It's not fair. Finish your sentence. It's fine. No, Finish no, no, no. your sentence. I, but it's way past now. Way I'm, past. I, a, we could listen back, and B, that was like 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Less than 30. Probably like 11. Way past. Let's go. Okay. Who do you know who have two kids, and their life hasn't slowed down, unless one of them stays home, and the other one is a big money maker? Like, two people, like, in our position, working really hard to make our lives what it is, and don't have that slow them down. I mean, I am in the process of gr- I also growth. know a lot of people in their 50s and 60s who have had two kids and their lives are really expansive. In their 50s and 60s. We're yeah. still in our... I mean, these are our last years of our 30s. Right. It's going to slow That's us down. That's what I mean by the timeline, though. <laughs> That's what I mean by but the babe, timeline. I don't and... want to slow down. Okay. And, and yet... That's the you also know a lot of also. What if we only have uh, one uh, kid and I get adrenal fatigue because I keep flip it on its head? Flip it on its head, like like don't think that you. I'm not saying like this isn't directly pointed at you, but like in general, like don't think that you know what it's going to take. Like you might like yeah, you might experience all that for a short time, and then all of a sudden it like you're right. On our day to day, we do live average lives, and you know what? We have been trying to elevate ourselves. For many years with Neo or before Neo and with Neo. And you know what? We've made progress. You know, I'm playing devil's advocate. Who's to say having a second kid couldn't take us in a direction that we don't expect that doesn't logically make sense? Yeah, I mean, I get that. I I mean, I hear that. I don't know what else. Because anything in life, like if you go to a restaurant and order the same thing that you know you like every time that is safe. And you could be potentially missing out on things that blow your mind or really hit the spot that evening. Or I think about it with a dog. Like you, you get a dog. It's, it's a hard. It's a puppy's a lot to manage. You know, you can't travel as much. You got to figure it out. Like, yeah, you can keep your life really small and simple and controlled. And at the same time, you miss out on a lot this of things. This dog is keeping me small maybe pleats is a bad example, but you, you get what I'm saying. Well, right, but you can't travel as much. You can't da-da-da-da. Like, that's reasons why people don't get dogs. Right, so then should we all just, like, do the thing? Know and your like, values. What are right, your values? That's what, that's, that's what it comes down it's to. It's not, and, and not going with the herd because it's, typical for people to have more than one kid i can see right now oh they don't know what it's like no we didn't know what it was like not having kids like we don't have a clue right oh now we don't know what it's like to have more than one kid oh you know neo's spoiled oh you know they just go off and do everything they have it so easy like and that's the stuff i mean screw all that grass is always greener bullshit well, the judgment and that that's the risk that I feel is like, you know, choosing a life of ease. And let's be clear, Neo is a lot. He needs a lot of, you know, connection and he's he's so active, his mind's so active, his body's so active, like he he doesn't sit around, you know, so he needs a lot and he is so willful and there is so much that we get to be guardrails for while he is so big and expansive so two things I want to go with here a friend of mine we had we we listened to a friend of mine talk a little bit and she wasn't trying to give us our direction she was just saying I knew that there was a soul out there waiting for us I felt that this summer that soul was waiting to come into our family that soul was the one that felt really clear was going to complete our family 
and that soul did not come into human form. I do not feel that like there is a being out there that is needed to complete our family. Do you? Um, it's hard to answer that question within like, do I feel like there's a soul needed? I, I I've come around to this place of like, I think in the past couple days, I've come around to this place of it's not a sense of completeness. I mean, of course, I want closure and finality to this whole process, but it's not a sense a sense of like family completeness. It's a excitement about the unknown. Is there a point where we get to acknowledge that there are limitations? Like, I feel like I have limitations, like, yes. like, like 100%. bandwidth 100%. 100%. And that's really important. And all of those limitations and all of the, the decision around having, you know, a second kid that, you know, they, they push up against those. We go big every in every space of our life. We go big. And when we go too big... Like COVID was a good example of of pulling in a little bit from social stuff, obviously, right? And so we didn't push ourselves to be out every night to do all the things to go. Da, 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 da. And my nervous system, and my nervous system relaxed. You got to you got more connection to. I mean, you I never really heard you call yourself an introvert that that often, if at all. And you you were like, I'm an introvert, right? You really laid claim to these parts of your personality. And I felt so much ease in not going, going, going. So it's like, but we go big in so many ways. And there's so much reward. But there's also, you know, we fight more we do we you know, we're crankier. We don't take as good a care of ourselves. Yeah, I know that we're talking about this. We're talking about it. What last week, last Wednesday, we listened to our friend talk and you were like, you had this awakening. You were like, I've been thinking about this from a perspective of scarcity. How's this going to work? Finances, etc." And you were like, I don't feel that way anymore. And I think we were both a yes or something like that. After that, it was a no consistently. What has been up with that consistent no? Again, my no comes from the known, the certainty and the expansiveness and the creativity that can spawn from from certainty, from from understanding. You know, you never know what's going to happen. Of course, I don't say it like that, but like you can plan my work. I'm in planning. And it's so f- funny. There's like, you know, there's people at the organization that are really into planning and systems. They're not settled until everything's like calendared out. There's a process, there's a clear roles, everything is mapped out in clarity and, you know, like that we have it under control, you know, and then there's folks at the organization that thrive much more in a little bit of chaos and thrive in a little bit of like, we don't have to have all the answers. Let's just go, go, go with like a North Star. And that's good and healthy to have both those different perspectives within a group. And so I think that that's just an analogy of what I've been playing with. Like there is the planner aspect in me that feels really good. Like when I think about it, when I think about family vacations, when I think about neo schooling, when I think about our finances, when I think about like our home situation, when I think about the setup that we have, when I think about our lives and our connection, there's very clear yeses on like plan, keep it simple, know what you're getting into. And then there's the other side, which is again, an excitement about the unknown. But like you, you've taught me lay the foundation and then you can expand from there. That's come up a lot in 
um, public speaking and et cetera. And you've taught me so much about that. Know your base, have your, have your messaging down, and then you can improv or, or riff from there. I just had an, a, a little bit of an awakening of like there, if, you know, my old mentor, rest in peace. She would always say to me, you can't fuck it up, bunny. And that's how I feel is it doesn't matter what we choose. Either decision here will be the right decision. We can't go wrong in the decision. We're just playing with like, you know, because the first thing when you talk to people about this is they're like, well, either way, I'm sure you're going to, you know, do it. And and that's that's some really good support and advice. And at the same time, we know that space. We're just now debating of the actual making the actual decision. And so I have felt confident and grounded in this process because of that. Okay. So yesterday, so last night we did one, two, three, and you said yes, but we didn't talk about it. You said yes. And then you said, under your breath, you're like, why did I say yes? Well, because I went into it thinking I was going to say no. And, and I guess I'm just getting to this place of allowing myself to like bust out of the scarcity mentality, the, the, the need for certainty. Like I, it becomes a yes for me. Yeah. It's just so... And so we read these oracle cards and the we asked our little spirit baby who left us this summer to we pulled a card there. So we had the magnetism card, which is the both and and the opposites like polar, the polar opposites. And then we then the the spirit baby from this summer, I asked and they pulled the they, their guidance. I pulled the West card completion. And, you know, it says, be not afraid of death because death just means new life and you know I didn't I didn't have a strong sense that it was an answer and you really reinforced that you were like this card is make like closure it's a closure card just be done with it the decision and then I asked the new baby for a card and it was the north card the adventure card but it also said know your values you know you know and and knowing your values helps you make the right decision and make the decision based on your values and you said so I guess I need to tune more into my values. But you said that it looks like, you know, at first it was like, there's no answer here. And then you were like, it feels like it's saying the the card reading is saying no. What did you mean by that? You know, in reading them, it really felt like there has been, I think, this undertone around this decision where we feel really confident and settled in where we are at and we want to build and expand upon that, i.e. what our family is right now. You, me, Neo. Bleep! <laughs> um, and yet that decision of just remaining that is extremely difficult because of external pressures, because we have this other embryo that is viable because we have made such a big deal about the second kid, because we would have to then make a decision what to do with that, because of family pressures, because of all these different things, we felt like we would be making that decision not for ourselves, but for the situation, like for the dynamic and the the context in which we were making the decision, not for ourselves. All of these cards that are like, do it for you. Like, put yourself above it all. What are your values? What do you truly want? The closure of it, you know, the... Anyway, all of that, that's what it was so, saying to So me. do you think if we say yes and do this, we're doing it for somebody else? 
No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that right now. I think that that's a space. That's a space where I had been in. Um, not sure. as much anymore. I'm glad we're having this conversation because I do need to talk about it in at length at least once a week, and I appreciate that. Just yes or no? Do you need to talk about it at all, or you just could you play yes no until February? Um, no, I need to talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So I just had an awakening of of like, what if? Because you know, we think we know, right? Like, I thought we had this this baby coming to us this summer. It was so clear, right? And we didn't. I think we know a little bit more about where these babies are, just from a spirit perspective, but that we didn't know before. But so the this baby wants us to choose for ourselves. Do not choose for them. They are not yet here on this earth in human form. And, you know, they do not yet have human emotions and feelings. They're still of spirit, right? And so what if, and this whole thing is make the decision for yourself, for no one else. So let's say we make the decision to go forward because we finally come to that place because that's what we want to do. The clarity comes because we're no longer make, considering anybody else in this decision making, but we do it. And then the baby doesn't survive. I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm saying that would be miraculous. That would be so unexpected other than I can see it happening. So I'm saying it, I could expect that. But like that could be so unexpected but what a beautiful thing to finally make a decision for ourselves. And, and the sense that this baby is here to help us like really stop and think like, what are our values? Yeah. And returning to that, there is no wrong decision. I think I get excited about doing it. And I used to feel like a sinking feeling in my belly Mm -hmm. and that sinking feeling may come back. That's very similar of what, what I've kind of come around to. Is like a little bit, again, I said the excitement of the unknown. So why did the card say no today? Who knows? Those cards, you can't, it's not an up or down. It's not an either or. It's guidance. The card said that to help us have this conversation. I'm upset. Why are you upset? Because why am I upset? We were also very confident that, you know, both of us knew in our hearts that Neo was a girl. I know that. And we knew that this baby this summer was coming. Like, I'm upset because, I don't know, there was something maybe overwhelming when you were like, it's not yes or no, like, or an either or or something. And I had just said that, that there's no wrong answer. And you said that too. But like, I don't know, it's something about that. It's just like, I don't know. It's like, damn it. I don't know. It's it's too many decisions. Mm-hmm. And and I know like this is we've talked about this and it's not as hard as it feels in this moment. And I and I both I can both hold that it feels hard right now and that I know deep down it is not a hard decision. It is either decision is great. It is the decision will be great because that's the decision we make. And I know I'm just repeating your words, but it, it, they're they're like landing with me in a way that they, you know, it took a minute. It's not a light decision, and no, it's definitely not a light decision. I mean, that's why we're taking time with it. We're also taking time with it because our GC uh, is unavailable till the beginning of next year. <laughs> right. It's also still very present right now because if we are going to go through with it, it we kind of have to like kickstart the process now. Yeah. Well, we are. We're we're doing everything we need to do to be ready, which is what we have consistently done throughout this whole IVF journey. I think we have to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I currently feel that way. I have kind of come around to that. and Since one day. 
it's been brewing for a little while for me. And then Neo goes, bananas. And I'm like, where would the other baby go? Just on the floor? (laughs) Part of my yes right now is not getting caught up in those in the immediate situations. That's where I'm. That's I know, where I'm. But I just want to protect my nervous system. That's all. I, yeah. I I do have limitations, and I don't often honor them. And again, COVID allowed me to look at what my limitations are and notice what it felt like to not push through them. That's all I'm saying. All right. So okay, I hear you. I hear you. So there's a purity to your yes no. This is where I'm I'm approaching and if I launch myself and my thoughts from the foundation that there is no wrong decision then I have worked through in my head of like where I was so concerned with the risk of the immediate and the foreseeable time that it was a clear like I felt like it was a no but as I have sat with that the expansiveness of the unknown and what is above that, what is beyond that has like really settled in for me of having a second kid and the joy that that brings and the, the possibility. And even I would go to say the certainty of the joyous success that would be an addition to our family and the completion that comes with that. Do you care what Neo thinks? Yes, I care what he thinks. I also don't, I'm not going to make this decision based on the verbal like response of a of a two and a half year old right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's walking around with like an enormous poop in his diaper and you say, <laughs> did you poop? He says, no. <laughs> you know, so like, I mean, he's responding more of like a an immediate <laughs> kind of thing. So like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying he doesn't have wisdom and insight when I see him with his cousin who's two years older than him and the way that they play and interact and with each hands. other and hold hands. I see him being okay. Do you know that if this works out from a timing perspective that he'd, he'd be exactly as old as you are with your sister? Four and a half years? I think it's three and a half, babe. I think it's four and a half. Mm-mm. No, it's three and a half. Mm-hmm. Because you always say four, but it's really three and a half. Yeah, three and a half. Well, right, August and you're November, so it's like, yeah, almost four. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. You can't deny, though, that when him and Pleat looked in the same direction when we asked, do you want a baby brother? He said no, and they both looked in the same direction, and I'm like, where is your baby sister? And they're looking in this, like, corner of the house, both of them, the dog and him. I mean, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I hear you. And there's no baby sister because I refuse to get pregnant. That is my fucking choice. Yeah, of course. But it's, again... I do think there's a girl soul out there, but I also believe she'll come through somebody else. Totally. Yeah. She's like, pick me, pick me. mm Mm-hmm. What are, but he's not that's where a baby it's like sister. that's where that's a, that's the same similarity mm. like you can't take it literally they looked in the dog I looked understand. in the corner that's you draw a card that is so incredibly like feeling like it's matched exactly we felt so strongly that neo was going to be a girl i mean like again 
it is it is information the, that you the let wisdom sit. keeper baby and the dog both of whom are just pure as shit i'm not saying the... coincidence isn't real and powerful and absolute truth in that magic and that kind of like knowing but you always approach this with like you're playing with the unknown. Do you know how many conservatives we lost during this podcast? So many. <laughs> so many. Actually, I think probably less than you think because they're they, listening they in the, know us and they trust us. Or they they're just it. listening in the privacy of their own home. Yeah, and and it's like, like secret yeah. insight. to Yeah, it's, it's saying the quiet part out loud for all those conservatives. I guess I'm you like of all that I have, it's knowledge and then sitting back and having the it's. All of the things from the Oracle cards to like the the both Neo and this is the way I look at it. Both Neo and Pleat looking in the same direction. That is just the knowledge that gives me the confidence and the trust to sit back and let the universe do its work. And sit in that in confidence, not sit in that in anxiety Pre- preach, or unknown. Brother. Preach. It's not giving me the certainty. It's giving me the confidence and the trust to embrace whatever comes my way. And and that is knowledge. And that is like, ah, I, I and then when the thing happens, when the decision is made, the clarity presents itself. I, I, it's moments like these that I want to put in a joke, but I also don't want to diminish the fact put that, in a joke. that you are so wise. I'm serious. That's so wise. And so there have been many times recently where you say something really wise and meaningful and you've really put your heart into it. And I've avoided saying a joke because I th- I think that because I think that you appreciate more when I just let let that be. Well, it, I think because that you comes know what's back coming to, your way. A vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> Certainty. Get on the phone. Yeah. That unknown, it's like, of course, people can lean into that and you'll be like, you don't know what life's coming. That's a bunch of bold, you know, hockey, whatever. Like, of course, you can take that perspective, too. You know, it is nice when you feel like you are having some wisdom about something and then that wisdom is recognized. I'm sorry. I just was like, when you were like, and you are, and I was like, mic drop. You know, I mean, I can't hardly help it. But but so I'm just letting you know what goes through my mind. Yeah, but I also, it's perfect. It's it's like way too late to tell this part of the story too too. But you last night you were like that is podcast material. You were coming home, uh, busy. You know, it's like the the darkness is setting in earlier. It feels kind of ominous, and because of the time, the light going away earlier. And you're headed home oh, from right. you're headed home from school. I call you, and you're like, "Should I stop by the store?" You've told me you're just going to pick up like three things. You ended up coming home with more, which helped. But I had already walked the block once and didn't see your car, and I was expecting to. And then I walked the block again, and another car was blocking yours, and I was like. They didn't survive. They didn't make it. And then I was like, call our uh, call our surrogate and tell her immediately. And I'll forge all of Adam's signatures and everything. I was like, that's how we make the decision. <laughs> Adam and Neo perish. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, finally, clarity. <laughs> and you were cracking up. And dude, that is podcast material. It is. Yeah. God, that's how bad I want a decision. But I hear you, babe. I really appreciate you. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just going to yes, no from now until... Done. Can't make a wrong decision. Yeah. Deep breath. It gave me a deep breath. (sighs) Love you. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. 
And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.